0: Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty-gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by EPM. EPM is passionate about helping their clients succeed. From the very beginning, they set out to be different from other companies. Their diverse team of experts working in a collaborative entrepreneurial culture bring fresh thinking and creative solutions every day. They live and breathe their brand's mission and vision. EPM is all about empowerment, and through it all, they will continue to offer top financial service, communication, and assistance to the communities they serve. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome back everyone to another broker to broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am a broker owner in Michigan for Priority mortgage lending and I'm also the president of membership. Just wanna welcome everyone today. Uh, Before I introduce uh, the the special guests and I do have to thank them because I I think I had to reschedule on them like four different times over the holidays, (laughs) but uh, but it was super cool. What do we do as mortgage brokers? We adapt, that's all we do. But before I introduce them, I just want everyone to know that tickets are running out for the most exclusive broker event in 2023. Join us January 26th through the 28th at Hall of Aim at the Naples Grand Beach Resort in Naples. Tickets are, tickets are going, right? So we, we have a limited amount available. Please get your tickets. Uh, you, we have discounted hotels um, until Friday, right? The 13th. So make sure you get in there. Listen, it's going to be awesome. I mean, we're going to have keynote speakers, you know, Katie Sweeney, Matt Ishbia, and then one of my most favorites. And I'm so glad we announced this, you know, one of the biggest entrepreneurs out there and Gary Vaynerchuk. So, Listen, you're going to get valuable insight from all this stuff. You got networking opportunities. You have the mastermind panel. There's just going to be a lot of good things going on here. And we want you to uh, make sure you come. It's it's exclusive. It's intimate. It's absolutely awesome. So buy your ticket and reserve your stay now. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to lead into someone else who, you know, who who's, a, who's an industry leader for us. So today I'm going to be interviewing a mortgage broker at U Mortgage, Kyle Kohler. Kyle, thanks for joining us
1: today. Yeah, I appreciate it, Mark. Yeah, it's great to be on. That, that Hall of Fame event is going to be really cool. I think I'm probably holding the fort for Jimmy, my partner Jimmy Hopson, but uh, I always get jealous because that, that, those events are awesome. Warm weather, Gary Vee, that's a, that's a heck of an event. I, absolutely. You know, and, the, and the cool thing
0: about it is this is, like, I love all of our events. They all have a different feel. And then we did Hall of Fame for the first time last year. Um, I didn't know how it was going to go. Like, I didn't know what to expect. It was my favorite event. Especially beach day. Everyone no, like, talks about beach day.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> beach day is the best day.
0: I mean, I can't believe we actually had a bar on the beach. It was absolutely awesome. And you know, everyone puts their guards down. And and uh, I met I met some great people that I still talk to today. So yeah, Kyle, it's okay that you're not going. Jimmy better get his butt there. But uh nope. Yeah, you better. if, you, if Especially you... just on the
1: beach, man. If I'm on the fort, you better be at least having a little bit of fun. <laughs> Guy needs to take a break every once in a while. I think he's been on the podcast. I think a few weeks ago, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So he he deserves so yeah, a break. No, he can come I'll... down. And he loves Gary Vee. So that's that's phenomenal. That's that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So all right, Kyle. Let's talk about you here. Okay. Um, very very yeah. excited about this one. Um, I don't know. It, it just I'm on a streak right now with these podcasts. I mean, I'm getting such great content right now, and I know you're going to do the same thing. Um, but I think it's really important that we always dive into how in the hell did you get started in this industry? <laughs> yeah. Take me back. It's weird. Take I back.
1: Like, I feel like. I feel like most brokers—you don't become a broker. You, it just—you don't seek to become a broker. It just happens, you know. So for right. me, I was actually—I was trying to get into dental school. I was in my third rounds of um, getting interviewed, and I was having a hard time. Maybe I'm just a terrible—I'm terrible, per- I'm terrible at interviewing. I don't know what it was, but I'm having a hard time getting in. I was getting you know we have our tests we take and i was just getting basically the bare minimum every single time that can get you in so i wasn't really testing great but it was enough right so it would i would be traveling to interview for these things and then just at the very end i, I just didn't get in so i was in my third year trying to get in after and this is you know you got pre-med pre-dental it's four years in college and then an additional three years so I'm, this is like a seven year range that i'm trying to get into well so i want to be an orthodontist and i'm just not getting in so i had a uh a friend of mine that uh, was messaging me, and he messaged, "Hey Kyle, and you're trying to get in dental school. You should try out this mortgage thing. I got I, I work at this mortgage brokerage. Uh, come interview and check it out." And I did, and I went and interviewed, and I had no idea how the mortgage industry worked. I didn't know what to entail. I knew he did mortgages, but I really didn't know much. But you know, I was, I was kind of struggling getting into school, and I was trying to see what alternatives that I had to, to, to make ends meet. Just because I'm like, well, if this thing doesn't work out, and I'm more of a guy that. I tried really hard. I didn't have any, I don't have any second, you know, options here. I'm, I was determined. I'm, I'm going to be an orthodontist. I don't care what anyone says, but when it gets, you know, seven years of this stuff and you're grinding you're pushing, you're saying, no, I'm not, I was not taking no for an answer. Right. Um, I just decided to go up and get interviewed. And uh, it was a great interview. The guy mentioned how amazing this, uh, this, this line of work is and he kind of sold me on the dream and, out of the gate, uh, I started as a processor with him, but kind of the rest is history. That's how I got into the industry. I just decided to to start doing mortgages. And I already had like three or four loans in the pipe. And uh, I was thinking, you know, looking at the math here, I might do pretty well here just doing mortgages. And so that's, I I think if I didn't have three or four loans in the pipe out of the gate, I don't know if I would have kept it going. But when I'm doing the math and I'm seeing on this, I'm like, I don't think I need to be an orthodontist here. I think I can crush in the mortgage industry, but that's really how it happened. It was just, I was in the middle of interviews and I was struggling to get in, and he gave me a call, and kind of the rest is history. I'm, I've been in the mortgage industry since the end of two thousand fifteen, start two thousand sixteen.
0: Okay, and and you're with Jimmy. Tell us, tell us about, uh, tell us
1: about your guys' shop. He's staring at me right now. He's looking at me. What you? <laughs> All right. Uh, It's been great. I mean, Jimmy actually been a competitor of mine for years. I actually got so tired of him getting referrals on Brokers Are Better. I was just put Jimmy Hobson. I'm in Utah too, but I just you could look back on some Utah uh, referrals in 2016, 17, 18, 19. You'll laugh. You'll see Kyle Kohler at Jimmy Hobson because I just knew he was going to get him anyway, just because he had such a great, profound. You know, I was more behind the scenes. I've been with him for a while, but uh, he was just so well known. I would just tag him. But I actually worked for years to get him to join my team. Um, we, we built a company here locally that I was like, I'm going to get someone like a Jimmy Hopson. And um, it's just weird now how things have kind of, you know, the tides have turned and I, I ended up joining his team. So it's it's been kind of an interesting um, uh, twist of things. But I've been with Jimmy a year now and it's been phenomenal to work with him and, and learn from him. He's my mentor, I would say. I'm a lot younger than him. But uh, yeah, it's been a phenomenal ride to, to work with, with someone like Jimmy Hopson.
0: Well, give me, give me your shop dynamics. How many people you got in the office? Do you guys have processors? What's what's the situation over there?
1: Yeah, so the, the, the dynamics here is a little different um, as far as everything in-house that we have in Utah is all sales. So we have all our loan officers here. Um, we roughly probably have, I think locally, we probably have about 24, 25 loan officers here in Utah. And then our branch, so you u we have branches where the branch managers meet you and Adam West actually run a trio here. Adam West is another great loan officer here at, at U Mortgage, that we basically run this together as a trio. And um, we probably have 15 to 20 more other loan officers in our branch nationwide. So we run that, uh, you know, the sales operations on our end and then um, operations as far as, you know, processing goes, we have processes nationwide that are, are, are remote. So it's it's been a good kind of change. My whole entire career, I've usually always had operations in my office as an operations specialist but it's been kind of a change here as far as you know it's a little more sales oriented that my day-to-day is a lot more focused on sales and helping them you know get a get a lot more um fine-tuned than operations this is kind of the first time in my career i haven't really focused too much on operations uh i've I've done a lot of heavy lifting for you mortgage the get-go but now i'm I'm able to go out and do what i do best It's, it's been pretty nice that's awesome. Well,
0: you're bringing up operations. So I know
1: you're a big operations guy. Yep. Tell me why that's so important
0: yes. to you. Tell me, tell me, tell me how you guys do loans over there. Because yeah, yeah. I think this is, especially yeah. during these times, it's, 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 it's really, it's really key that let's just be honest here. We have more time. So if you didn't like your operations yep. before, if you didn't like how certain things were handled perfect now, right now. Yeah. So tell yeah, me about you know, your
1: operations is huge. Operation is huge for me because, you know, when we start at my previous broker- brokerage, we, we started and uh, we were doing really well at the game. I think we were doing about 40, 50 loans a month, but there was only three or four of us. And so we were dying. Like, I remember working 60, 70 hours a week saying, how can I do a good job for this and actually enjoy my life? And I actually saw a YouTube video online. Of, it was after the first time I went to AIM. I wasn't really – Jimmy actually told me to go to, to, to AIM. Fuse um, back in 2019. And I remember going, I didn't know anything about really much uh, of AIM as far as events go. So I went, it was great. I think Gary V actually spoke at that event. It was awesome. Um, I went to that event and I kind of knew Anthony. I I wasn't really familiar with it. I I loved his speech, but uh, I remember coming home and after AIM, and literally like a week later, I'm hitting my head against the wall. What, what do I to do here? And I don't know if AIM was just doing a really good job on, on following up with the brokers on on the statistics statistics with uh, internet analytics and stuff. But a YouTube video popped up of Anthony of how to run your brokerage. And I actually looked at that uh, YouTube video. It's, it's amazing as far as it, it shows you. How to, how to run a model operational. And I took that video and I instantly applied it. Literally I saw that video and like two weeks later I decided to apply it to our company. And it was kind of hard at first because we were more of a, you know, two or three guys, one processor. We were at another processor, processor takes it from A to Z and then we were just killing ourselves. But Anthony's model was a lot different where you had kind of this pipeline management review of you had, you know, someone who would initially pre-underwrite the file, submit the file, go to processing, go to closing. Once we submitted that type of model into our company, our two processors that were, you know, threatening to quit because they hate their life so much. were like, we're bored. Let's get going on this. Let's get, let's ramp up some more business. And uh, we just flourished after that. We went from, you know, doing 50 units a month uh, that we were, we were, you know, dying to a hundred units that we were bored. They wanted just to get to 150 to 200 units a month. And we were able to grow that way. And so that's kind of how it went with operations. And then I, in 2020, uh, 2021, I decided, you know what, I'm going to try to be a broker here. Let's sign up with every lender possible. So I tried I signed up. I've tried every <laughs> lender that was a loan sifter. And my goal and my job is I was a p- broker owner of that was, you know what, I'm going to be the guinea pig. Let me try this out. And you find a lot of good lenders, a lot of bad lenders as well. But you find mm-hmm. a lot of good lenders. But you learn in those. It really helps you as a team to process different lenders in a way that okay, well, this is how we gotta. This is how we gotta do things here with this lender. This is how we gotta do things with this lender. And we got really fine tuned to be able to you know capitalize and and I felt at that point we were like true brokers as far as I could. I could find a client and talk to a client and know exactly what investor was perfect for them because we were just so well versed with the overlays of different lenders, the process of how it works with different lenders. And uh, it, was a, it was a really good balance using that model that Anthony had on that YouTube video was made it so I could plug and play with pretty much any lender as long as I did my part. So that was kind of my history of operations. So I was operations manager there on top of originating um, but, uh, here it's kind of switched my tunes a little different where we've kind of focused more on how can we tee up operations? Cause we have a very similar model. It's Anthony's model right here is now I focus on the sell side. How can we have the most perfect packaged loan for our operations? And that's kind of what we've been focusing on here. So I've switched it. I'm not in the weeds anymore. Once the loan's been, you know, registered and disclosed from A to Z it's really pre-underwriting before the loan, like in the pre-approval process. That is another wheelhouse that I've shifted my focus on because we already have the support we have here. You mortgage. I don't need to worry about that, So I focused on my loan officers. So our loan officers, what we take pride in our branch is that we have the most perfect files. It could be non-QM. It could be a reverse mortgage. It could be whatever it is, but it's going to be the most excellent file. When it gets onto that uh, table of the underwriter, underwriters love working with us because every single file is pristine and that's what we uh, we strive for. So, you know, there's, obviously units focus is where loan officers get a lot of success and in, in how they fill that with their self-esteem. But here, I don't care if you're sending me 15 units a month as an LO. If they're crappy files and we're throwing crap against the wall, we're going to train you because we really want all our files to be phenomenal. So that's, that's our number one goal. And so focusing and tinkering on that how can I get the most perfect package file for every single loan is what we focus on on the sales side here.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, because it 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 helps everyone throughout the entire process. All expectations are set up front um, with your underwriters. Yep. You know, I'm telling you, you don't want an underwriting underwriter getting your file and saying, shit, I got another exactly. file. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's just terrible. You know what I mean? And yeah, our goal is to so get giddy. Smoother.
1: Yeah, we want yeah. them to get excited. So many times we'll get a, we'll get them, and they're like, "Hell yeah!" It's, it's Kyle's file or whoever else in my branch that they, they get really excited because we got the pre-offer letter, not offer letter, the underwriter cover letter, and all that other stuff. So you know, it, it, that's our goal here, and it, it, it makes a big difference. you'd be surprised of just how an underwriter cover letter can change your life as an LO in the broker community.
0: All right, so tell, tell me about this because I'm I'm interested. I, I, I'll bike um what is your does letter say is it just i'll bite is it is it the is it just kind of this is what's going on with the file these are our expectations what's yeah in your so cover a, a,
1: a lot of times what we do is we do a loan narrative for our operations team so a loan narrative tells everything that's going on anything you're trying to accomplish on this file and a little bit you know the loan narrative might be a little more i would say for the operations teams i would say a little bit more i would say aggressive in the things you're trying to do that maybe you may not want to indulge too much to uh, to an underwriter as far as, you know, back-end type of stuff that they don't really need more. Hey, I have six fake David's here. I only need two. Please only upload two type of stuff, you know. Uh, but as far as, like, for the underwriter, you know, I'll tell them exactly what I'm trying to accomplish. I'm going to guide them. I basically want to be their guide to make sure that they have the best journey towards this closing i want to save them my goal in this letter that i'm saying is i'm trying to save you that first 25 minutes of this loan i want you to be like dang I'm, i know exactly what's going on i saved you 25 minutes because i want i know you're busy you got a lot on your plate but i want a lot of times for them to take mine off the top if it's on the bottom they see it's my file they're like well i can really save some time and get kyle's through because he has this underwriter letter but we're going to go through everything i'm going to them what i'm trying to accomplish i have the calculations there from the income I have everything set up there. Obviously, they can see the 10, uh, 1003, but I'm going to still guide them. Their assets are going to come in this bank account. Either they're selling their house on this date, it's going to come. We're going to have that assets for have other reserves. We're going to have everything we need for you. I package it up beautiful in this letter for them. And I'm just basically guiding them because a lot of times I'll ask the underwriter, what's your first five, six steps that you're looking at when you get a file on your desk? And after they've told me that, that's what I put in there because I already know they've they've already told me how they're doing it, how they look at their file. Well, cool. Well, then I'm going to guide you automatically out of the gate and so we just go into the nitty-gritty of their income what they want to accomplish uh you know a little bit about uh, uh the ins and outs of their their liabilities it, it really does help a lot especially with self-employed stuff self-employed the stuff that yeah, i just yeah. really get into the, the the mix there but yeah it's more of a you're just putting everything on in, in paper what you're trying to accomplish and I'm saving a phone call to the underwriter because I'd rather have it just on paper right there because a lot of the underwriters don't want to talk to me anyway. And so putting it on paper really helps a lot to be able to just uh, you, you''re you're letting them know you're setting the tone here, you're the professional, and you're good at your job. and so that that's really kind of the, the the main goals that we have on those those cover letters.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they can't take that long to do, right? What Less than thirty minutes, maybe. Nope.
1: Not now. If you're, you know, we use arrive. So if you're, and we put notes in our if you're just, as you're working, every time you're thinking, you put the arrive notes in. So I'm thinking about, you know, okay, I saw that they have, you know, their income might be, they're getting a bonus at the end of the year. Or they had a bonus last year. I need to put this in or else I'll forget, or that they're getting a raise on this date, stuff like that. So if you're putting the notes in as you go, a lot of times I'm just looking through the notes because I'm already kind of uh, writing everything on paper from the get-go you, you know initial conversation when we're talking i'll have it in the notes i'm just copying pasting really in the notes and making it uh nice and pretty but really all it is is just bullet points of of a few things income and assets liabilities any pain points on the file and then you just plug and play
0: that's awesome uh, i'll tell you something right now i'm putting that in <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as we get to off do it podcast, mark I'm i tell totally, you it mind, changes say, a hey, ton. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll send you a copy too that we use if you want the template. It's just very, it's very, uh, it's very basic, but it it helps yep. sell just to have a structure, just a structure of a letter, okay. really.
0: Yep, I'm, I'm I'm I'll be waiting as soon as we get off this. I better get an email. So <laughs> rock and roll, love that. But, all right. So with that being said, what? Okay, let's just say you don't have a good operation kind of going on right now, or let's just say you're newer in the business. What's the one piece yeah. of advice that you would give to someone right now when it comes to? you know, operations?
1: I'd say some advice. I mean, there's two or three things. First and foremost, if you're struggling with business, I'd say the number one thing that we're doing right now is I've actually, it's hilarious. I've never had a loan partner. I actually just hired a loan partner. I'm at a loan partner to help me out. It's more of kind of an LOA, loan officer assistant, but this partner's going to help me structure files. This guy's been doing it for 30 years and knows what he's doing, but he doesn't want to go out and get more business anymore. So I'm going to go out and get more business and do what I do best. But uh, now I can actually have someone that can help me get the nitty gritty stuff done to help me get my business. And he knows exactly the SaaS quo, that we demand excellence, perfect files, and, and that. So that would be the first thing. But if someone doesn't have any struggles and they're getting a ton of business in, I would I would su- highly suggest looking at YouTube video from Anthony Costa of how to run a mortgage brokerage mm-hmm. or how to run operations. I, I did that. It's a great model. Of copy it. It's it's phenomenal for a brokerage. I mean, it changed everything for us. As far as at my former brokers, they still run it at that brokerage, and, and they're still doing really well doing that. Um, but I would say take a look at that. Um, see how it works. See how important it is to you know have that handoff. So you don't put too much stress on your processors. And uh, mm-hmm. if if you have an in-house processor, you know I, I've always been huge on having processors that are always within the company, not third party. Um, just because uh, you know we've always had enough business to be able to get that. but for for a newer LO or someone who's starting to try to get into operations, I would say that'd be the first case is just lean into the the community of, of brokers or better on the Facebook because a lot of these people on the Facebook group, a lot of these people run phenomenal operations and you know, a lot of people are passionate about operations as well. Um, and I just take little tidbits here and there from different different people and and just kind of form it in my own company. but I would say use, Use your community and, and the, the YouTube, you know, videos, instructions to help you get that, get that off off the ground.
0: Absolutely. No, that's great advice right there. Use the community. A lot of people are scared to ask. Like, and I've, I've always said to everyone about this community, which is amazing is we're, we're open vest here. (laughs) You have a question, put it out there. Someone, someone will help you. I promise you someone will help you. Um, all right. -hmm. So let's talk about work-life balance here. You have an alter ego. Is that
1: what I'm hearing? I do. I do have an alter ego. Yes. It's much oh, different okay. than at home. <laughs> All right. Talk to you about it. Yes. Give me the skinny on this one. So for me, I mean, a lot of times I always fought that, right? So I was the type of guy that even in college, I would be studying for one of my classes on Christmas Eve, or I just didn't want to turn it off. It was really hard on my, I think on my marriage and my family, because I, I really would just, you know, let that dark side of me. I like to call it the dark side because that dark side that you're going to inside yourself a lot of times is what's the side that pushes you and uh, motivates you. You know, the, the, the nice and fluffy side, a lot of times doesn't really motivate you to go downstairs. I have a downstairs gym. It's in my garage. It's cold. That fluffy side's not going to have me go downstairs and just, you know, lift weights or, 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 or do the hard things. That dark side is the one that's willing to go down the dark side doesn't give a shit how cold it is the dark side doesn't care about people's feelings a lot the dark side in there is going to go and get the job done so a lot of times in the past the issues i had mark was i was too much into that dark zone that that part that didn't give a shit about you know what other people thought sometimes i take it too far and it would affect some relationships or affect maybe even as a i was a boss to my operations team so i try to channel that dark side to do good but also use that dark side heavily to be able to accomplish my goal. So when I walk in and usually the dark side hits right in the morning, right when I wake up, I wake up every day around six o'clock and I go right downstairs to my home gym. And I do the first thing I hate to do. And it's a treadmill incline. I absolutely hate it, Mark. I go up 15 uh, incline. I hate it, but uh, the dark side hits and says, you know, it's time to go. It's go time. And I get into the zone of, okay, once I start, I'm on the clock. I, I'm on that dark side from 6 a.m. to roughly 5.36. And the biggest pain I've had for the last four or five years, Mark, is I wasn't able to turn that off. So it would be 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. I still have that on my mind. And, and, and with brokers, which is hard for us is we got to understand that a lot of our life is reactionary, a lot of it. You're not going to know if a client's going to call you at 7.30. And most brokers are going to answer the phone, and I do. So like, I got to figure out how to weigh at times when it is 7.30 and with my kids – I, I got to learn how to switch it on and off. And I've, I've worked a lot of years to be able to switch it on and off. Um, but the number one thing I'd say for me that it helps me as far as that dark side mark is when I get home around six o'clock and I got four little kids, my oldest is eight and my youngest is 18 months. So I got a lot of <laughs> little kids that they don't care. They don't they don't care about my day, what's going on. They don't even care if I'm like a number one broker in Utah. They don't care about any of that stuff. They just care if dad's home. They, they don't care. They don't care if I've had a bad day. Maybe I've had some rough rough deals right in the pipe that we all have to deal with. They don't care. So uh, one, one of the things I always try to visualize when I'm in my, my garage is I have my dark side That that's, I'm going to blow up, I, I think of blowing into a balloon all of the hard things that I happen that day. So I'm blowing in this balloon and I think of it visually that I, I blow all the, all the issues I have in the office that my dark side needs to cover and, and crush the next day and accomplish. And I blow it in the bo- a balloon, I tie it up and I put it on a tree, on my favorite tree outside. It's there. I'm gonna grab it when I leave. I'm gonna go, when I leave the next morning to my office, I'm gonna pick up that balloon and I'm gonna pop it and attack it the first thing. And then, you know, that balloon's gonna build up throughout the rest of the day. And then I'm gonna to try to, you know, leave it outside when I come in. So to have that alter ego is huge for me as far as it gets me in the zone. Um, you know, a lot of people like to use it what they wear. Sometimes they wear the suit. They, they go, the, the suit helps them when they, when, they, when they get in. But mine is when I hit that treadmill, and i'm on the clock it's like it's time to go and so it's, it's a little bit different I, i'm more of i would say i'm not just task oriented at that time but i don't know i just don't i don't relax i don't know how to relax during the day i i i, I just don't and but when i do turn that off i can ooh, finally relax which is like, interesting though because when i do relax that's sometimes when caker source hits i get all these other things that hit me because my body's finally learning how to relax but for me having that thought process of okay the balloon's outside with all the stresses I can't let that affect my wife and kids how can I really focus but the, the toughest thing for me mark is I love that dark side I love going back into the work I love the trenches I love working I love solving the issues and so I have to like really realize okay how do I change that to you know be phenomenal at home be it a phenomenal dad be a phenomenal husband and so I kind of switch I kind of tune sometimes into that dark side of, okay, I'm going to be the best, best husband. When I get home for the, an hour and make sure the dishes are clean, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to crush it here. Um, but how can I do that on a soft side thing for my kids? Cause I, I, I want to keep it light with my kids. I don't know. How, how do you do that, Mark? I mean, you're, you're wearing five or six hats. What do you, what do you do to, to kind of
0: channel off the know, schedule. broker mark?
1: I got, I schedule
0: everything out. I mean, like, if you look at my schedule, my wife came down. Actually, it was funny this weekend, and she was like, "All right, let's get this week together." And she looked at my schedule, and she's like, "You actually put in here family time?" I'm like, "Yeah,
1: yeah, I have
0: to." You know what I mean? Like, I, I literally uh, have to. I know that from when the moment that I get up, all the way through, and I also coach high school basketball. You know what I mean? So it's like I got to schedule time. Yeah, I got schedule <laughs> yeah, time. For, a I got time for those guys. You know what I mean? I got schedule time over here. I mean, like every pretty much. Every part of my day is scheduled, except for kind of when we get to the weekend. You know what I mean? Then after that, it's just like throw it up in the air. Yeah. Who cares? But yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. to, to me, it's like you—you you have to find out what's important to you. You have to find out, and and I think like what you're talking about, Kyle, is huge. Like it—it's it's resonated with me with with me very well. It's like a almost like a David Goggins mentality, or who I absolutely love. You know what I mean? Where it's like yes. you got to your your mentality, and especially now in this industry. It, it has to be on point and you have to work on your mental health. I mean, I said this, I said this three years ago, you know, talking to people about, Hey, you know, make sure you're taking care of your mental health because everyone was so busy. Now it's like, okay, make sure that we're on point and you're doing certain things. And I, I love everything you're saying, the balloon. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way I can think around it. I don't, I don't know any more way I could think, but every day, every day, it's, it's just a red balloon that's on my mind when I walk in my, when I'm sitting in my garage, that's it. So it's just, but you got to make sure that that balloon is outside. It can't come inside. If it comes inside, that's when it gets an issue. And I can tell when I'm triggered and sometimes I have to go back and think about blowing more into that balloon. If I have to just blow it all out, get all the stresses out. Um, I can't have that reflect on my kids. So, I mean, that's been the biggest thing for me. I think in the last 24 months, I think I've focused a lot on myself. Of Okay. How can I not let the outside world and outside things affect what's going on with my, with my, with my home. So that's, it's been huge. I think a lot of people have issues with that in our industry because we are very driven. I think we're probably the most driven industry there is. got huge chips on our shoulders as a broker. You Mm -hmm. got a big chip. I mean, we're, we're fighting everyone here to be the best because we have the best product. We have the best tools for someone like a loan officer to succeed and we're best for consumers. And so having that chip on your shoulder at all times is, you know, it's, it drives us like crazy, but sometimes that drive goes a little too far. I think.
0: Yeah, it definitely, it definitely can, especially when we had so much success and we want to continue that success. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different type of mentality that you have to have. But what advice would you give to someone who's kind of struggling with this? Maybe not, you know, struggling yeah. with the mental side of things or they're overworking themselves. What, what would you say?
1: Yeah. I would say my biggest advice, and this is, you know, this is what I've done. I, I tried that's why I find someone like Jimmy Hobson. is my first advice is. If you're feeling stressed, that you're overwhelmed about your work, you, you got to take a look at your team. You got to see if your team, look at yourself first. Are you being a good leader, making sure that your team's, you know, setting up for success? But if if you have some uh, people that are really not uh, up to speed on that, make sure that uh, you're either trying to get them better or you're trying to get better teammates. So if they're, if they're not getting better, don't, 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 you know, sweat it. There's a ton of very very successful people out here in the industry that are looking to team up and partner up. And that's where I found Jimmy to partner up. So I I partnered up with him. He helps me a ton. He's taken a ton of stress off of me in the things in the operational and sales world. And he's really helped me to say, Kyle, you need to go home, focus on your kids. I got this. And we really piggyback on each other. If he goes on vacation, I make sure he has the best vacation in the world. Like if he's going to go down to Florida, I'm going to make sure that I'll hold the house and we're going to do a really good job helping each other out. Um, abundance mentality has been huge for me as well in these team situations so we help each other as a team regardless of what it comes to oh i'm doing this for free for you or whatever it is that's not there we don't have that mentality we're helping each other out to make sure everyone has a good balanced life but i would say really lean into your community man i mean we got people like yourself myself if you're stressed and you're struggling and you feel like You're everything at home and the the home life that's most important to you. Like family is very important to me. My kids are very important Mm -hmm. to me. I want to make sure I have that time with my kids and my wife, you know, really good, valuable time to not just be stressed all the time about work. If you feel like you're focused on stress, like you're on vacation, you're stressed about work, lean into the community, lean into the people that have felt that way. I've felt that way. Anyone could message me and say, hey, Kyle, what are you doing? I think that's a huge thing. Is, as far as just we we help each other just on sales all the time, and just on how do you have better operations, how do you do this? But a lot of times, I think the broker community could be used as how can we help each other be better dads, how can we be better husbands, and 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 you know better people that have a better house life. What do you do? So I would say the first thing my advice would be is just ask to be to be vulnerable. Don't people are you could literally post the brokers are better. Hey, I'm really stressing at my home life right now. I'm working really hard, hard hours. Can I get help here? I promise you're gonna get 15 people that are willing to help you. You really will. I would pick I would pick up the phone and call right away to, to anyone. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And so that's that's my advice is just lean into the community. We got a stellar community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, lean on your people. Like I and, and that was a big problem for me. I didn't want to lean into anyone. You know, and, and yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of people around you that are willing to help you, whether they're in your office or your it's family, hard. whether they're friends, it's hard to admit, yeah. it's hard
1: to admit when you're struggling. It's like, I, I'm struggling with this. It's it's hard. Like, you know, I, I, I didn't like to admit it in the past, but I do. I struggle a lot. I can't balance it out sometimes. I mean, we the, the world is so like the the course for a broker is the, the playing field's So awesome. We're an amazing force that can do so many great things. And I feel like I, I, the sky's the limit. And being able to turn that off sometimes is very hard. I don't. I think a lot of guys can relate because we want to be number one. You know, we want to crush it. And uh, a lot of times, you got to think, okay, is being number one uh, ruining your 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 life balance? And you got to take a look in the mirror and realize, hey, look, maybe I need to be the best best dad tonight. Maybe tonight I need to go home and spend four hours with my kids, or this Saturday and Sunday, I'm gonna be the best dad this weekend i'm going to make sure that my kids have the most amazing time because i know on monday i'm not going to be able to shut it off so know your limitations but also lean into what you have if you don't have limitations like monday you are just you're going to run and sprint and you won't have time make sure that you're you're really notating that on sunday i'm going to make sure that i'm all in for my kids because monday i'm not going to be able to
0: this is awesome Kyle, I think this podcast probably couldn't have come at a better time, you know, talking about these mentality things, um, (laughs) it's hitting home with me quite a bit. So, well, listen, I don't want to take up too much more of your time here. So we will, you know, we'll, we'll cut you. I don't want to say cut you off. I mean, this is great. I could probably do part two on this stuff, but you know, just to kind of piggyback on what Kyle is, is like, Kyle's one of these guys that he's, he's one of these guys in the industry that if you're struggling with something, just call him. I'm one of those guys. Call me. We've yep. all been there and it's okay. It's, it's okay to say, Hey, my operations is messed up. Can you help me? What do you do? Hey, yeah. Oh my God. I'm so stressed out. What can I do? What do you do? You know what I mean? And it's all about sharing. And I, I, I couldn't agree. This podcast is perfect for this time right now. <laughs> Love it, man. Yeah, no, it's an honor to be on anytime
1: you guys need anything. I'm to. Be a, but I think this is a huge thing in our community that we just need to talk about more. We just really do. So it's, uh, it's been great to be on. Thanks, Mark. Uh, man, I, I thank you for this one. So, all right, we'll we'll cu- we'll cut it off here.
0: But brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to ingroup backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google, anywhere else you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, rate our podcast, leave a review, subscribe to it. It helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word that brokers are better. And hey, Kyle, you're definitely one of those, my man. I really appreciate your time today.
1: All right. Thanks, Mark. You have a great one.
0: Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.